This is part three, and this is the last part. This is the last week we're going to talk about our tongues. But this series, This Changes Everything, we've got a little picture of a horse up there because we've been talking about James chapter three, which says, just like the bit in the mouth of a horse. So if you've ever ridden a horse, you know you have the reins, and you tug it, and you tell the horse which way you want to go, and you want it to stop. It's controlled by a bit that's in the horse's mouth. And it's just a little little piece of metal, but when you pull on it, it tells the horse where to go, and the horse responds. And James says that just like a bit in the mouth of a horse can turn an entire large creature like a horse, that little thing can make him move, our tongues can steer the course of our whole lives. And it can change everything about your life. The words you say can change your reputation, how people see you, if people trust you or not. It can change your friendships. Right? It can make you lonely or not lonely. And it can change the entire course of your life. Starting this day going forward, your tongue can change everything. And so we talked about how gossip can impact your life. And last week we talked about words that, that bite and that tear other people down. And today we're going to talk straight up about cussing. All right? How many people cuss today? Okay, don't raise your hand. That's like one person's like, yeah, I said. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. All right? But man, every single one of us, I think at some point in our life, has probably been guilty of saying a cuss word, even down to kindergarten. Because my wife used to teach kindergarten for five years, and she would come home with all these stories of these potty mouth kids. And usually what would happen was a kid would come up and tattle on another kid. Hey, he said this word, he said this word. Uh, one time this kid came up and said, um, Miss, Miss Lamb, her maiden name was Lamb, not Peniel, uh, so-and-so said the P word. And so she's kind of thinking in her head, you know, through this list of possible P words that they said. And she goes, well, well, what, what P word did he say? And he kind of looked real scared, like, I'm not allowed to say it. Um, and, he, and she said, it's okay, you can say it to me because you're just telling, you're not actually saying it. And he said, P. She was like, well, P, some people, you know, say P, you know, instead of TT or Tinkle or whatever you say. And so it's not necessarily bad. What, what did he say? How did he use the word? And, he, and the kid goes, he said, I'm going to pee on you. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, maybe that was a bad word, all right? Another time this kid came up to her and said to this other kid, hey, Miss Lamb, Miss Lamb, so-and-so said the C word. She was like, well, what's the C word? Probably, you know, crud or C-R-A-P, C-R-A-P, as I like to call it. Um, you know, something like that. And so she goes, well, tell me what the word is. And the kid was like, no way, I'm not going to say that. And, uh, and and so finally she kind of did the same thing. It's okay, you can tell me what it is. And so the kid came in and whispered. He had to whisper right in her ear. And he goes, kill. <laughs> Get it? He was dumb. <laughs> so she spanked him and sent him home. No, she didn't do that. Um, but uh, she said, well, okay, how did he use it? And the, it was the same thing. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so that's not a good thing to say in kindergarten or any age. But, you know, it brings up kind of, it, they're funny stories, but it brings up a good point of kind of, I think there's a little bit of a conversation out there or even something that you've thought about before. I know I've thought about it. What words are bad and what words are okay? I mean, what defines a bad word? What makes a word a cuss word? Um, how many people, by show of hands, uh, you would use language around your friends, you would maybe even use it at church with your youth leaders or with me or whoever, uh, you would maybe use it at school, and there's language that you use that in some circles they're okay, but they are not okay with your parents. So there's things your parents don't want you to say that nobody else cares, 
Raise your hand if you feel like there's some words that are out there like that. Raise them high, high, high. I see them. Wow, okay. So half the room, maybe a little bit more than half. I mean, that was my situation growing up. Uh, I won't tell you those words exactly yet, but there are a couple words that I felt like were okay to say, but my mom was like, you will never say that. Um, and so I want to play a little game, all right? I need, I need somebody that fits this description, and I need a guy and a girl because we're going to do a little bit of battle of genders right here, okay? I need somebody who feels like <clears throat> their parents are really strict about a list of bad words, all right? So your parents have a long list of bad words you're not allowed to say. And then, hang on, that's one part of your description. Then I need somebody who's brave enough to come up here and write all of them down. And I'm talking brave enough to write down every bad word you can think of. Because the competition is who can write down the most bad words. All right? So I need a guy and I need a girl. All right? There's my girl right there. Come on. There's my guy right there in the white. Come on. You really want to do it? You really want to do it? You don't? Okay, she's out. All right, I'll have you. Come on up. She's like, I know some bad words. All right, now, here's the agreement we're all going to make. Nobody but me is ever going to see this list, all right? So you don't go down to your friends and they go, what'd you write? And you're like, bleep, 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 Okay? Okay? This is for me to look at. Now, I may relay some of them to the audience, but others I will keep to myself, and that's why this trash can is here. They will, they will be in the trash can, and then I'm going to have a kindergartner come and pee on it so nobody gets it out and looks at it. Okay? Do you agree to that, not to go to your friends? You're not going to go sit down there and go, Hey, guys, I wrote down blah, 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 blah. You won't do that? I promise. Shake on it. You watched him. Shake on it. You agree? All right, don't start yet. Here's your pen. Here's your paper. Make sure that your pen works. I want you to keep this up so the audience does not see it, all right? I'm going to get out my phone here. I've got a timer on it. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. It's not very long. All right, does your pen work? But you're going to write as many as you can. And go ahead right now and number down the side, one through ten, or however many you think you're going to get to, okay? And she's like, I got 50. You write down bad words. Yeah, every bad word you can think of, all right? And so if your parents are really strict, you should have more words that classify as a bad word. All right, so you're going by their rules. Does that make sense? So you should have a lot. If your parents are strict, you should have a lot of words. You know what I'm saying? And, and you've got ones that everybody agrees are bad, and you can write those too. I'm just not going to say them, I promise. All right, 30 seconds. Now, don't try to help them, all right? I don't want the whole audience yelling out, boo-boo, or, you know, like, <laughs> we're worse, all right? So no assistance from the crowd. This isn't an audience participation exercise, all right? Are you guys ready? On your mark. you got 30 seconds. Get set. Go. You can cheer them on. Say, come on, write some bad words. You're 10 seconds in. You're 10 seconds in. He's got a list going. You got 15 seconds left. You should not be pausing. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Stop. Stop. Pin, pin up, pin up. That's good. That's enough. 
finish that word. That was a long one. All right. Let me see your paper. All right, you remember the rules? When you sit down, do not tell your friends what you wrote. You understand? Here we go. Hang on. Before you go, the girls got eight. The guys got 13. 13. Ten points for the guys. Ten points for the guys. Right. Hey, I'm not going to show you what he wrote, but you can have a seat. Now, now we'll see. I'm not going to do another one. Do another one. I want to cuss. Um, whoa. All right, let me see here. Definitely a bad word. Definitely, 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 definitely. Well, you, you got all the ones that I can't say. All right? So the girls definitely got eight. We're not going to take any off that list. Um, they're all there. All right? There's the girls' bad words. All right, guys. One bad, two bad, three bad. Come up here. I don't know what this one is. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Never mind. Five. All right, let me ask you guys this. All right, I can say this in church, I think. Is fricker a bad word? F-R-I-C-K-E. I don't even know what that is. So maybe it is terrible. I understand that it sounds like a bad word, but is that a bad word? How many people, if you called your mama that name or that word this afternoon would get in trouble? It's a bad word. All right, here we go. That's bad, that's bad, that's bad. Okay. His parents don't let him say fatty. Is fatty a bad word? Would you call your mama? Would you call your mom? What's the, what's the, uh, come here, come here. Hang on a second, I gotta, I, I can't read, I can't say any of the other ones. Use abbreviations of other bad words. Uh, so, no, the guys got 13. I think fat, fatty, I mean, even if you took it out, they'd still have 12. The guys would still win, all right? So there's, there's words that are, on, that are not on here that I thought would be. Um, they were bad words in my house. Uh, how many people in your house are you allowed to say but? But. You're allowed. Totally allowed. Mom, my butt hurts. So, like, that's incredible. When I was younger, I was playing basketball, um, and I was teaching my sister how to play basketball. My mom, was out, my mom was out in the driveway, and I was teaching my sister how to box out. And I said, when a shot goes up, you want to put your butt on the other girl, and you want to push her back. And that's how you box out. If you ever play basketball, you push them away from the goal using your rear end. And my mom was like, oh, my gosh, did you just say butt? You know, and I was like, yeah, is that bad? And she's like, yeah, that's that bad. Do you say that around other people? Do you say And I'm like, yeah, I say it all the time. And my mom was just like freaking out that I said, but another word we were not allowed to say was stupid. We were not allowed to call people stupid. I mean, it's stupid against the rules. And so, I mean, just words like that, words like that, guys, it just brought up this question in my mind that I've had uh, ever since I was your age, maybe even younger, of is there really such a thing as a bad word? I mean, really, is there really such a thing as a bad word? What do you guys think, yes or no? Because think about it. It's just a grouping of sounds and letters and, you know, I mean, it's just a noise. Why is it inherently bad? Well, I wanna, we're going to talk about why, but first I want to show you, you see, we're at church, and so as our foundation of truth, we always look to what God has revealed from the Bible. 
And the Bible does tell us that there is such a thing. All right. And then our next step is to investigate what makes a bad word. Why are they bad? And then what do we need to do about it, if anything? All right. Here's what the scriptures say. This is from uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, both in 429 and in verse five, uh, chapter five, verse four. I just put these two verses together. They're both talking about our language. This is just to show you that the scriptures do say that there is such a thing as a bad word. Uh, You know, Paul encourages believers saying this. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, like dirty jokes, like, you know, uh, things that guys talk about all the time. Uh, that should not be there. They're out of place. But rather, our lives should be characterized by what holiday is this week? Thanksgiving. Our speech should be seasoned with Thanksgiving, not with obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, all these words that we just put in the trash can. The scriptures call bad words unwholesome talk. All right, so cussing, obscenity, coarse joking, we're going we're gonna to group this all under a category of unwholesome talk. And so we're going to answer three questions this morning. I want you guys to pay attention as we try to answer these three questions. What makes a word or phrase unwholesome? We're going to talk about that. What makes a word a bad word? Why is unwholesome talk such a challenge for Christ followers? I mean, I'm a Christian, and yet I, I promise you, I still struggle with this as a 30-year-old who's been a Christian for 20 years. I still struggle with taming my tongue. And so why is cussing such a problem? All of us would say, hey, I know as a Christian I should not cuss. I should not joke um, coarse. I should not gossip. You know, but why is taming our tongue such a problem? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Thank you for raising your hand. But uh, we're going to get to that because I think it is a challenge, and I think there's a good reason why it's so, so challenging. And lastly, what can we do about it? So those are the three things that I want to cover this morning. I want you guys to focus in and try to understand what makes a word a bad word, why it is a challenge. You've got to recognize the root of the problem, and then, hey, what can we do about it? So here's, uh, here's what makes a word or phrase unwholesome, all right? Here's what makes it count as a bad word. Uh, first, I want you to look at Ephesians 4.29. This is back to that verse. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Our speech, our words, should offer benefit to our listener. And so, you can understand this. If our speech offers no benefit to the listener, then you can classify that as unwholesome talk that is out of place. So what makes a word or phrase unwholesome? It offers no benefit to the listener. No benefit. So, so uh, you know, if somebody says something... And, and I disagree with it, and I say, oh, that's BS. Even the initials, right? I could say the initials or the whole word. Saying that does not offer any benefit to the person that is listening besides the fact that maybe they, they recognize that I understand that, that I feel bad for them. But I could say that in a more relational, a more personal, and a more caring way than using a cuss word, right? It doesn't offer any benefit to the listener, it, it puts that word in their heads and gives them permission to use it in another situation. All right? Uh, look at 1 Timothy 4.12. It says this, Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example to all believers in what you say. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're long, young, but be an example. So number two, what makes a word or phrase unwholesome is if it hurts your example as a Christian. And you guys know you guys know, you know people that you look up to as Christians. 
And if I was up here on stage cussing, or if you saw me at the mall and you heard me say a cuss word, that would hurt my example as a Christian in your eyes. You would think I was a hypocrite, right? If, if you uh, came over to my house and had dinner with my wife and I, and the whole time we were cussing like sailors, saying all the words that were on here, calling our kids names, little fricker, you know, <laughs> things like that, I could, that would hurt my example in your eyes if, if that's how my speech came out. And guess what? If you're cussing, it hurts your example. It doesn't benefit other people, and it hurts your example. And lastly, Psalm 19:14. what makes a word or phrase unwholesome? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Leave this passage up. Uh, I remember being in Sunday school, which was kind of like small groups you guys have, but it was in a sterile church room that was just plain walls and kind of small and, and led by an old guy. And I need you guys over here to stop talking because it's distracting me and probably others around you. Thank you. Um, And so I remember being in Sunday school, and my Sunday school teacher would open up every single week our Bible study with this verse. And he would pray it, and he would say, May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And he ingrained that in my life. This was a guy I only saw on Sundays for a couple years when I was in that Sunday school class. But I'll never forget this, this verse, and it always challenged me for all of my thoughts and all of my words to be pleasing to the Lord. So if you want to think about what makes a word a bad word, you've got three things to help you out. It offers no benefit to the listener, it hurts your example, and it's displeasing to the Lord. Do you really think that the Lord is pleased when you let one fly? I don't think he is. I don't think he is because he says not to let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths only what's benefit for the listeners so why is this such a challenge i mean i think those three things are fairly obvious i think it's fairly obvious to you guys that there are words that are bad words and why they're bad words they offend people they make you look unintelligent they 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 don't help your example uh, as a christ follower and so why is this such a challenge and i think it's a challenge for one reason and primarily one reason alone besides the fact that we're just sinners and you know our hearts are often dark but i think this is the main reason right here is that what goes in comes back out what goes into our ears and into our hearts and our minds it just naturally comes back out and unwholesome talk is everywhere you turn on the radio you watch a movie you turn on your television and they are just bursting forth with these words these words that everybody's like, oh, I can't believe they're going to write them down. And yet you're going to walk out of here today, and some of you are going to walk into a movie theater this week over Thanksgiving, or you're going to pop in a DVD, or you're going to turn on your TV, or you're going to have the radio on in the car on the way home, and you're going to hear those exact words that you were like, oh, they're not going to write that down or say it at church. And yet you just go and just, you just let it just wash over your lives all week long. Every day. I'm going to give you uh, a scripture and then some examples of this. Luke 6, 45. Jesus says this. He says, A good person produces good things from the treasury, what's stored up in his good heart. But an evil person produces evil things, bad words, from the treasury of an evil heart. And then he simplifies it in this last sentence and just says, What you say flows from what is in your heart. And what is in your heart is what comes in your ears. 
And so I think we struggle. I think I struggle and you guys struggle because we live in this culture, in this world that is saturated with unwholesome talk. And so even if we don't want to do it, it is just what is inside of us, and so it naturally comes out. I'm going to just focus on movies. I think music, I think TV, I think Internet, I think YouTube, I think all those things are part of the problem. I'm going to focus on movies this morning. And I'm going to list one, two, three. I'm, I'm going to list ten movies, and I'm going to tell you how many of each cuss word are in those movies. So if you've seen just one of these movies, you will know how much unwholesome talk has come in to your life. And odds are, eventually, it's going to come out. So, who saw this movie, Unstoppable? It's in theaters right now. All right? Unstoppable watchers. Here's what you heard. One F word, over 12 S words, five to ten uses each of the A word, the H word, and the B word. God's and Jesus' names were misused more than a dozen times. And several of those uses of misuses of God's name were combined with the D word. All right? Did you hear that? Did you hear how many? What about the movie Skyline? Anybody go check that one out? It looks really dumb, but if you went and saw it. You've got one F word in that movie. You've got a dozen S words. You've got some A's, some B's, and some D's. You've got God's name misused at least 15 times, and Jesus' name abused once. Due date. I think it's rated R. If you saw due date, here's what you heard. Almost 50 F words. At least 10 S words. God's name was misused around 20 times, sometimes coupled with the D word. Christ's name was abused once. Add to that the A word, the B word, and one I'm not even going to mention, and another one I'm not going to mention. That's due date. All right? If you saw that, all that went into your heart. Okay? Iron Man 2. The S word, the S word is used four times. Two F words are bleeped out on a television program. Other curse words include the A word, the B word, H word, uh, and uh, sexual terms. And then there are ten misuses of God's name and one misuse of Jesus' name. So in that movie that a lot of people saw, you're hearing God's name abused and misused over and over and over again. Now listen, guys, this isn't a talk. This isn't a talk saying you should never go see movies. I want you to be mature enough to make that decision on your own. I'm just giving you the information to decide what's best for your life. And I'm just telling you that as things pour in, they are naturally going to come out. The scriptures say that we can tame all kinds of animals. Last week we talked about taming a snake and defanging it, but we can never tame our tongues. And I just want you to know that if you are filling your minds and your hearts with things, with things, you are going to have a difficult time taming your tongue and keeping that from coming back out. Let's keep going. Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, the sequel. We hear a bunch of F-word variants, including freaking, friggin' frick, and F, as well as one interrupted exclamation of mother blank. Um, there's some sexual suggestive terms. Um, other profanity includes 10 S-words, 15 misuses of God's name, and uh, we hear 25 GDs in that movie, uh, the A-word, the B-word, and the H-word several times in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. It's filled with unwholesome talk. Let's give a few more here. The other guys. 
the other guys. Was it PG-13? Came out this summer. Check this out. 50 S-words. Not counting, not counting the cuss words that were in the background music in the soundtrack of the movie. All right? You got the A word, the H word, the B word, the D word, along with several misuses of God's name. You got paranormal activity. I don't know if you saw that. There were uh, 12 F words, 6 S words. You got D words, you got A words, you got Jesus and God's name being misused all over the place. The social network had 3 F words, 20 S words. Jesus and God's name were abused 6 times each. Alright, and then you had a few others. Easy A had over 75 profanities total, including F word, 20 S words, 12 B words, 20 misuses of God's name. You got A word, H word, and others. The hangover. By the way, on this list, I've only seen two of these movies. All right? If you've seen more than two, you're going to have this stuff packed out. And I'll just tell you this. The hangover is one that everybody talks about and everybody has told me I should go see. And I did not go see it, and I, and, and I will not go see it. I will, I've been tempted to because everybody talks about it and how funny it is, but I will not go see it. You want to know why? Over 70 F words. And, I, and I'm not even going to read the rest of the list. It's a lot, all right? You don't go see movies? Let's talk about TV real quick. This is some statistics from the Parents Television Council from 2007. I'm sure it's changed because it's 2010. In total, nearly 11,000 expletives, that's unwholesome words, were aired during primetime on broadcast TV in 2007. That was twice as many as in 98. So TV is changing. In 1998, the F word aired only one time on a primetime broadcast TV in all of 98. Yet it appeared 1,147 times on primetime broadcast in 2007 on 184 different programs. The S word appeared only two times in 98, 364 in 07 on 133 different programs. Use of the B word has increased 196% from 431 to 1,277. Anyways, you can just look at all that stuff. There's so many statistics. We are just saturated. And what goes in is what comes out. So what do we do about it? three things and then we're out of here here's what you can do about it number one you keep the bad stuff out i got all of those statistics from a website called pluggedin.com i want to show you what it looks like you go to pluggedin.com you can click on movies you can click on videos that are out on dvd you click on music tv and you can get reviews of anything that you want to watch or listen to and it will tell you how many unwholesome words are in it so you want to know how I decided not to go see The Hangover? I went to Plugged In and I go, well, let me just see what I'm about to... Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's bad just reading it. Shut the page down. All right? I promise you if, you, if you discipline yourself to go check on a movie before you go watch it, you're going to save a ton of money. And you're going to have more money for Orange Cup and Forever 21 or wherever you shop. All right? You keep the bad stuff out so you know where the bad stuff is. You can know. You can know. It's not like, I didn't know it was going to be bad. It was rated R and had Zach Galifianakis in it. I didn't think it was going to be bad. You're a moron. All right, look. <laughs> Philippians 4.8. I know it's not nice, but it's true. And I didn't call anybody that specifically. Philippians 4.8. Here's your, here's your standard. Whatever is true... If it's noble, if it's right, if it's pure, if it's lovely, if it's admirable, if it's excellent or praiseworthy, those are the things you should think about. So, open your Bible to Philippians 
open your browser to PluggedIn.com. See if the review of the movie or the CD or the TV show lines up with this. Is it pure? Is it, is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it praiseworthy? That's what I'm supposed to be thinking about and filling my head with. So keep the bad stuff out. Number two, keep the main thing the main thing, man. Make your highest priority in your life, living your life for God's glory. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart not be pleasing to me, not be pleasing to my friends, not even don't live for David Peniel or live for your parents or your teachers. Live for pleasing the Lord. Psalm 1914, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And the last thing is this. The last thing is this. You trash the talk that's not pleasing to the Lord. You decide today that just like they took their pieces of paper and put them in the trash, I want to challenge you guys when you leave. I'm just going to put some note cards and some of these pads of paper. You can tear off a piece. Uh, church is out, so I'm going to let you go. Um, this trash can's here if your parents let you hang out up here. But I want you to take a note card when you leave. And I want you to go. Don't, you don't have to grab them now. Just wait till I dismiss. I want you to go and, uh, and write down all the words that you want to take out of your vocabulary. And you want to commit to the Lord to stop saying. And I want you to write them down. And then at home or here, I want you to put them in a trash can. Just to symbolize and remind yourself. And then when you get together with your small group, I want you to tell them what words you threw away so they can hold you accountable. All right? Keep the bad stuff out. Keep the main thing the main thing. Hang on, I'm going to pray. Trash the talk that's not pleasing to the Lord. Lord, I thank you so much that you guide us and you challenge us and you convict me. I pray you convict us in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody.